Are you laughing about trauma? I need therapy. <laughs> Look, 2018 was rough for me too, girl. I'm like, I went through Ooh. a lot of shit, y'all. Okay, stop it. No, I'm going to keep those in. We don't do that anymore. Exactly why I figured I'll keep it in this time. No. You know, spice it You're up. done. You're mm. done. Mm. How are you? I'm well. I'm busy as fuck. Oh, really? In yeah. what ways? Just working. Just working? <laughs> Scheduling <laughs> work. With an E? <laughs> With an E? Like work. Oh, I thought you were saying W O R K E. <laughs> no. I was like, work. <laughs> um, tomorrow's my one month at my new job. Mm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cute? It's been a good month. Oh, yes. Very good. Wait. I was just in DC. Yeah. In the district. Was, uh-huh. We were in person. Oh, yeah, that God. was fun. You that was fun. Nick. That was fun. Yeah. That was lovely. Love you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we got some tapas. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the food was really good. We got some beers. Yeah, we got some beers. Uh, saw your cute hotel room. It was super cute, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was a good time. Thank you for meeting with us. Oh my God. Thank you for meeting with me. Stop it. What are we? <laughs> also, do I, do I look cute? I feel like I look kind of cute. You do. Is there anything on your sweater? It says it later. Says later. <laughs> that's cute. Very it's from a Ariana. company that's called Later. <laughs> oh, okay. Cute. Yeah, I participated in a, a a little study they were doing, so they gave me some free. Merch. Oh. You have to tell me more about that later. I don't know what that means. Oh, but... it was nothing fancy. It was like oh. the the company is like a social media management tool, and so oh. I participated in like a feature that they were testing out. And so they were like, if you do this, we'll give you free shit. And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Not me thinking it was some sort of like grand I gave psychological my blood and tears and sweat for these people. And they gave me a sweater. <laughs> hey, speaking of work, oh. I have a little bit of a check-in. Okay. I wasn't expecting it to be a check-in, but it turned into one today. Okay. So we had a virtual holiday party today, this afternoon. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. How did okay. it go? So, well, they shipped us a little goodie bag. It came yesterday. It had a uh, hot chocolate mix in it and like one of those little peppermint spoons Aww. and a cookie and these really fun like holiday glasses. It turns out we all got different ones. Mine were wreaths. I think you saw it on Instagram. Ooh, I did see it on Instagram. Yeah, but everybody got different ones. So I got that yesterday and wore them and I made the hot chocolate for the holiday party today and it started and at first it was just like chit chat uh but the new business manager like right before she sent us a different link and she said join this one at 2 30 so like we'll talk for a little bit and then join this link and I was like okay she didn't say what it was mm-hmm. so right before we were hopping onto that link when we were in the regular meeting she said okay we have to hop over to this link we're doing a virtual but live escape room and I was like, huh? At first I thought okay. it was going to be one of those like do it at home. It's not really a room. It's just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't. We joined this link and it's this place out in Las Vegas. Uh, and they do remote escape rooms. And literally, Ely, it was an actual escape room and they had a worker with a camera mounted on their head and they were doing the actions for us as we told them. Oh my God. Can you give them a little shout out? I want to know who this is. Uh, I don't. Oh, I didn't. Oh my God. Are you kidding? Y'all heard it here first. I I I really apologize. It was Las Vegas something, but it was, it was really neat. Like at first I was like, this is going to be really frustrating. (laughs) I I thought it was going to be frustrating because there's 10 of us. So it's like, there's going to be 10 people on zoom talking over each other. And like, how is the person, the, the employee, like, who are they going to listen to if multiple people are talking, but it actually worked out really well. And they had this really cool tool, uh, where we could open our own browser and they gave us a link and we had like a dashboard. And Ooh. every time the person on the other end, we called them prospector because it was gold rush themed. <laughs> Once they found a clue, there was like a scan of the clue that popped into our dashboard so we could look at it at any time. So we weren't wow. tied to the constraints of what that employee sees in terms of the clues. Oh. And whenever they entered a new space, we got a 360, like almost Google map type view of the room. It was really cool. Like we okay. had, yeah, we had all the tools on hand and it, it, I was impressed. Like I was very cynical when we first started and <laughs> I ended up having a really good time. Um, maybe it's because my ego got super boosted by my fellow employees because the last logic puzzle, everyone was kind of stuck on. And I, you're I, like, I, I got it. <laughs> I mean, thanks to the dashboard, like I said, it's really cool. Like I can pull it up and I was trying to figure it out on my own. I was like, wait. I've got this. And I said the numbers and they ended up being correct. Wow. And apparently that's all it takes for people to be like, oh my God, Zach, you carried like, uh, you're <laughs> and I was like, stop. Someone needs to humble me. I can't, I really can't. I need to be humbled because this somebody will on the internet, whoever's listening to this, someone please humble. <laughs> no, them. I need, I, I told my team this because we had, we still had our end of day call. And I was like, you guys need to stop. Like, seriously, this is going to go. This is bad for my ego. Someone and- please humble him. <laughs> Please. And they were like, no, no, you deserve it. I was like, okay. <laughs> so it has gone to my head, <laughs> right? but it right. was a really great time. And we got out with uh, 16 minutes left. Wow. We virtually got out. We didn't actually right, get out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it wasn't for everybody. Like there were some people that hadn't done escape rooms before and they were maybe a little bit quieter, oh. but uh, still fun nonetheless. So that's happened to me this afternoon. Amazing. Beautiful. Yeah, my check-in was going to be a stealth double media moment, but then I had this actual check-in. You sacrificed. I sacrificed. So I'll just relegate it to one sentence. I did complete my rewatch of season one of Euphoria already, and it's still an amazing show. People should watch it. It was quick. Yeah. Yeah. Still amazing, unless you have. uh, Unless you're emotionally, uh, unless you're mentally (laughs) ill, like me. (laughs) I'm worried that you're mentally. I think if you're mentally ill, you can watch it. It's just like, it really hits close to home. So it might not be the best. It might be a little triggering. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, should we get into the news? Yeah, let's. Okay. I feel like I say that every week. Do I say, yeah, let's every week? Maybe. Um, You should know, you listen. I mean, it makes sense to say like, yeah, let's do it. Okay. (laughs) So the numero uno news story of the week, uh, again, we recorded last Monday, so it's been an eight day span. um, Yeah. Yeah. So this story is like six days old, but, um, (laughs) 
so the Supreme Court started hearing arguments. Uh, it's it's kind of has a bunch of layers like an onion. So I'm going to kind of try and oh, peel them away. Like but this all started like a couple of years ago um, when the last remaining abortion clinic in Mississippi filed a lawsuit against the state of Mississippi because of the state's uh, abortion laws. And it's been a couple of years, but it finally made it all the way to the Supreme Court. And so now this has turned into basically whether or not to overturn the Roe v. Wade decision. And it's kind of a big deal because that's obviously a historic case. And it's really interesting because the Supreme Court right now has a conservative majority. There's six conservative justices and three progressive justices. And obviously we know where the progressive justices are going to stand. But two of the conservative justices, not who you would expect, seem to be leaning on, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're not feminists all of a sudden, but I think they're, <laughs> they're saying like, look, precedent is important. And Roe v. Wade has set half a decade, half a decade, half a uh, century of precedent. So that's no small feat. But anyway, uh, Kavanaugh and Coney Barrett are actually, they seem to be in favor of just letting Roe v. Wade stand again, because of precedent, they don't give a shit about women, but I guess of they give course. a shit about legal ethics. Maybe maybe Um, fingers crossed am i right yeah but here's the thing so arguments just started uh but there's not going to be a decision on this till summer 2022 at least that's what this npr story says i don't know why it takes so fucking long i I don't know either this should be drawn out yeah yeah but anyway it's it's really important because obviously if roe v wade is overturned that's a huge deal and very concerning for the future of this country in terms of abortion and women's rights. Like, I guess some of them want to leave it up to the states and state legislature and the people to decide. But when it comes to these conservative states, we know how that's going to turn out. So I think in this instance, we do not want it to be in the state's hands because all the states where it matters, like where resources are the lowest, it's going to be outlawed. exactly well that's what i'm thinking too like in terms of like i don't know, like if you're looking at a map as far as like which states are red and blue like obviously like numerically there are more probably blue voters than red but there are more like red states than there are blue states so like yeah. if it's on a state-by-state basis like you said they would just end up being a ca- catastrophic for folks in those areas because it would be a lot of areas <laughs> Yeah. And red states usually have the higher poverty levels. Mm -hmm. Uh, Women that live in poverty, they don't have the resources to raise a child, let alone have the resources to like go to doctor's appointments. don't necessarily have access to like birth control as easily as others. Yeah. yeah. So let's remind people, this is not, I mean, I'm sure all of our listeners are (laughs) pro-choice. I would hope so. Um, but let's just if you're not pro choice, end this shit right now. <laughs> Literally, get out. I don't even want you. <laughs> but still, let me just put it out onto the airwaves. This is not a black and white thing. Like it's you can't just outlaw abortion. You can't just do that. You know. Yeah. No. It's there's too many factors to consider. Just let women have the fucking choice. Let women be damn hashtag. Let women be 2022. That's what I'm, that's what I'm repping. Yeah. Like this myth that the conservatives believe that if, if that is allowed, that there will be certain women that just like get pregnant and have abortion after abortion, after abortion, it's a myth. It's false. 
No one would do that. Even, hypothetically, even if that were the case, who gives a flying fuck? Like, exactly. Lit- oh my God. <laughs> <sighs> yes. So Ooh. we'll see what happens. Um, mm-hmm. Watching this very closely. Anyway, the next story. So the first US case of Omicron, the new strain of the, the transformer coronavirus. Yeah, the transformer. Uh, it's been detected in California. There, that that person is quarantining, but it's you know what do we say a lot? It's a little concerning. It's a little concerning because <laughs> yeah. we know how fast yeah. that shit spreads. Um, mm-hmm. And the jury's still out on how deadly, how severe Omicron is because they're still doing research on it. So we just don't know. It could be worse than Delta. It could not be as bad as Delta. Mm-hmm. Just get vaccinated. I have to schedule yeah. my booster. Get for boosted. Same. Next week. Let's do it right after we finish recording. We'll do it together. Oh my God. That's so cute. That would yes. be so cute. <laughs> you're looking like you're not going to do it, but. Well, I was going to fold laundry right after this, but maybe after that. Are y'all, do you, y'all hear him? Fold laundry. Oh my God. Laundry can wait. <laughs> At least I'm staying inside. <laughs> have not, I've not gone outside since. Uh, you haven't gone outside congrats <laughs> shut up let's just move on speaking of the coronavirus <laughs> speaking oh of the coronavirus okay so former president donald trump <laughs> mm, disgusting um his one-time chief of staff mark meadows uh, he has a new book coming out and the guardian obtained an advanced copy and apparently uh Meadows talks about how, but you remember that horrendous first debate between Trump and Biden? Awful. Awful. Okay. So apparently as Trump is getting on Air Force One to go to that debate, he received a positive COVID test. And the rules for that debate is that you had to have a negative COVID test within 72 hours of that debate. He received a positive COVID test oh as he was God. getting on the plane. And Mark Meadows, the chief of staff, told him this. Uh, apparently Trump said, oh shit, you gotta be fucking kidding me. But then another test came back negative and Trump was just like, oh, let's just go with that one. I'm going to the debate. Oh, hell no. I did see the press conference where somebody asked Biden, like, (laughs) do you know what I'm talking about? Where they were like, oh, um, like, like, do you think that the former president put you in danger by coming to the debate after testing positive for COVID-19 and Biden goes, I don't think about the former president. And then he walked oh. away. <laughs> <laughs> I do. That is cool. Um, Mike that Trump, is cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fucking funny. It's just, <laughs> I don't think about the former president. <laughs> like, are we on SNL? What is going on? Is Sometimes life just a like comedy skit? <laughs> I, truly, it's either a tragedy or a comedy. Sometimes a mix of both. <laughs> um, yes so that's that fuck trump i hope you die um anyway <laughs> speaking of awful men <laughs> mm-hmm. so earlier in the week it was revealed that chris cuomo who is apparently the most watched anchor on cnn i had thought it maybe would have been be anderson true. cooper apparently it is Who's i thought it was chris anderson cuomo? don lemon uh, i don't know raise your hand if you're watching chris cuomo well literally nobody She's Not currently anymore. raising her hand, except for Shuri, who's <laughs> raising her foot because she's passed out on your couch. Oh, but look how she looks so cute. She definitely does not watch Chris Cuomo. Anyway, 
<laughs> anyway, so he was suspended by CNN uh, mm-hmm. because they needed to investigate whether or not he aided his brother, Andrew Cuomo, in covering up or not covering up, but in aided his defense in, in his sexual assault allegations. From, yeah. 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 So CNN was like, you're suspended as we investigate this. And it was a very short investigation because like two days later, later they fired him. <laughs> so of course, Cuomo is no longer on CNN's payroll. Uh, and also he had a serious XM radio show that is also being canceled. Yikes. So that's what happens when you A, support and try and defend your sex assaulting brother. Stupid ass brother. And B, have allegations of sexual assault and misconduct yourself, which is another right. reason why CNN suspended him in the first place. It's so, a horrible, horrible I, day the, to be a Cuomo. Yep. They're like, Cuomo. That was stupid. I might cut that. <laughs> no, you have to keep that in. You have to keep it in. Um, oh, no. <laughs> that was good. That was like, good. I don't know what recess in my brain. That really came just from. came out of you. Yeah. Let, let's just stop. I'm done with the news. Let's just <laughs> let's go just on to music. Stop. Yeah. Okay. Stop the press. The music industry. Yes. Because some weird, freaky shit has been happening. Oh. I know. <laughs> so the Grammys are coming up. I believe voting has started at least, or I know voting has started, um, but I don't know exactly what date voting started, but oh. the day before voting started, Drake voting said, started voting started. <laughs> Drake said, you know what? Actually, no. <laughs> and Drake has turned down his 2022 Grammy nominations. Um, so sad. Um, not really, but um, he was nominated for just two Grammys, uh, best rap album and best rap performance. And now he is not eligible to win either of those. So bye. Flop. Wait, I got to go in for you. Ready? More like certified loser boy. Oh, <laughs> Awesome. Really yeah. good, Zach. That was Thank really you. good. That wasn't as good as Cuomo. <laughs> but it was it was good. Okay. Um, speaking of the Grammys and uh, losing nominations, Taylor Swift, Jack Antonoff, and St. Vincent. Did I say it right? Uh, yes. <laughs> I just like the way you squinted as you looked at the screen. I was like, because I like was about to say something else, and then I was like, wait, his name is spelled not the same way I thought it was. <laughs> um, so and Saint Vincent are no longer Grammy nominees for Olivia Rodrigo's Sour, which um makes sense. Of course, they yes. didn't write it. <laughs> but yes. this is a decision that comes after the Grammys kind of like or the recording academy hmm? reevaluated who actually gets credit for credited for writing a song from their perspective. Now, all of these people are credited for songwriting on Sour because Olivia Rodrigo openly stated that she was inspired by their music. And so Mm -hmm. I think because of what, seeing what other artists have gone through in the past after making such claims, they just decided to like get a jump on things and give credits to people who inspired her music um, to avoid a lawsuit. And so um, that's basically why all these folks are credited on Olivia Rodrigo's music, but the Grammys were like, "Mm, no. (laughs) (laughs) So good for them. 
<laughs> Look, I have some really good transitions. So now speaking uh, of Olivia Rodrigo Sour. Yeah. Um, she's going on tour. Finally. Yeah. I just wanted to highlight this because she hasn't been on tour already and she hasn't even really performed like live aside from like award ceremonies. Like she hasn't done any like fest, like she's done like one or two, I think like festival appearances or things like that, but she hasn't been able to like actually tour this album because she's been like occupied with television commitments. Mm -hmm. I don't, I I would say our fave, I put our fave on here, but now I'm like, did we really like season two? I didn't even watch it. I didn't watch it. Me neither. To. Nick okay. watched a little bit of it and he was like the quality dip from season one. Yeah. Well, she, I guess for those who don't know, uh, Olivia Rodrigo is on High School Musical, the musical, the series. Um, me and Zach used to love that show. Season <laughs> anymore, one is apparently. good. Season one is good. If you want like a heartfelt, fun, like enjoyable piece of content, watch season one of High School Musical, the musical, the series. Mm-hmm. Very enjoyable. <laughs> Okay, this does not have anything to do with the thing I just said. But I was going to say, you said you had one segue and she was like, I'm killing it with the segue. Um, no, I had like <laughs> th- three, two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay, I just really am super jacked that SZA finally released I Hate You, <laughs> which is a song that's been popular on SoundCloud and has been recently made into like a TikTok thing. Um, and it's like absolutely dominating the charts. So she was number one on Apple music, like literally just hours after that song came out. So super dope. And then, um, she was this weekend's number one debut, um, glo- number one global debut on Spotify. Oh. So we will see on Monday. We'll talk about it next week, how she does on the billboard charts, because I love this song. I love that, this song. Is that the one that's like, if you're wondering if I hate you, I do. I do. I, when I tell you, I listen <laughs> Fuck, to Fuck, I sang like again. 20 times a day. Yeah. You know what? Just give it up. You're going to sing every single Every episode. week. Okay. <laughs> this song, this is actually me low-key slipping in a media moment because. Oh, it's a moment. This song slaps. Okay. <laughs> if I would have had this song in 2018, it would have been over <laughs> for you bitches. It would have been over oh. done, ended. Why 2018 specifically? I went through a lot of shit in 2018. <laughs> wait, okay? was that the year you had your 95,000 minutes of it? Wait, 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 wait. I'm realizing something. You did not put Spotify wrapped on this outline. And <laughs> I that thought we happened. were just going to talk about it. I thought we were just going to talk about it. When? It's not on the outline. Okay, you didn't put it either. Because you're the music person. Oh, don't even try and do that to me. Are don't we talking about it? We'll talk no? about it. We'll talk about it during our media moments. It'll be an extra extended version. Okay, fine. <laughs> anyway, what was I saying? Oh, the year that I had 97,000 uh, minutes was 2017. I, I went through a lot of shit that year too, but mm-hmm. 2018. <laughs> why are we laughing 2018 i went through i are you laughing about trauma i need therapy look 2018 was rough for me too girl i'm like i went through a lot of shit (laughs) y'all Um, it was just one of those years and it was particularly, it was a year that I went through a lot of shit with a man. And so I feel like if I would have had this song, I would have been like, 
Fuck you. <laughs> why am I crying? I don't know why I'm laughing about your pain. Where was so SZA far. when I was going through all of this? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so um, Ooh, that was okay. unnecessary, but <laughs> now we're back. <laughs> Um, are you done with music? <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Fine. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Zach wants to talk again, you guys. <laughs> yeah, but my first story is a good story. Fine. About Black people. We love them. <laughs> okay. It's so my first story. Netflix has invested $100 million in Black-led banks to help narrow, narrow the racial wealth gap. Wow. I think that's cool. Apparently no, that is cool. That is cool. they pledged this in June of 2020. I didn't hear about it, but of course that's when like every corporation was like, oh my God, black people, right. they exist. But at least they actually went through with it. Cause I feel like there's probably been a lot of promises and pledges made that were never mm-hmm. substantiated. Yeah. Uh, but it's crazy to me, like a side note of this is that hundred million is like only 2% or it's less, sorry, it's less than 2% of their like cash reserves. They have seven and a half billion dollars in cash reserves. Oh my God. So They're it's like, kind of oh, like a hundred million. Yeah. It's whatever. Yeah. It's kind of like a Jeff Bezos donation situation where it's like a drop in the bucket for him is a shit ton of money. But then when you put it in context, it's like, you could give a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course this is still helping Netflix's bottom line. Like they want to maybe pretend that this is more of a financial risk but you know it it works out for them pr wise i guess and it works out for the black yeah. banks so who am i to really complain true anyway true, 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 true. speaking of complaining um rupaul's drag race season 14 the reveal not the reveal was last week side note again i watched the reveal live like they aired it on vh1 this year Mm-hmm. And it was really stupid because uh, they, they, okay, so you know that new, have you heard of that new drag queen singing show, Queen of the Universe, that's on Paramount Plus? Yeah. Okay, so they were like, oh, we're doing the reveal and then we're going to air the first episode on VH1 so you guys can like see what it's like. Okay, so they were doing the reveal. It was going by very quickly. And then they did, they did like four queens and then they stopped it and they were like, be sure to keep watching for queen of the oh universe. God, and they were like, now it. back to the reveal, another oh four queens. God. Be sure to keep watching for queen oh of the universe. God. I would have thrown then, rocks at my TV. Well, because the reveal, even with those interruptions, it still only ended up being like five minutes long. Mm-hmm. This wasn't meet the queens. It was just like them walking down a runway and saying a few things. Um, right. And then at the end of that, they were like, Make sure you keep watching during Queen of the Universe for the full trailer. And I was like, oh fuck, well, I guess I can like read or something while I wait for the trailer. And then the trailer, <laughs> they didn't show any footage from the actual season. It was just like the promo footage of them saying their catchphrases. So what? it was kind of a flop of an event. But we do have one interesting thing to discuss. Mm-hmm. Now, lately, Drag Race has been getting into the habit of casting like one token or like <laughs> a sort of a or sort of like first time representation. Um, yeah. So like last season we had got Mick, the first uh, trans man contestant. Um, the one before that was it, Zach? 
uh, I think Jackie Cox is probably their token, like the first Persian queen. Anyway, they love to do that. So this year we have a very interesting token and I would love to talk about it with you. I don't know if you've heard about this, but Mm -hmm, we have our first cisgender straight male drag queen. Now, this has become a flurry of discussion on the internet for multiple reasons. And of course, the drag race fandom, for the most part, is pretty toxic as it is. Oh my God, so for real. I want to start, I think a good place to start, before I give my opinion on it, I saw this really illuminating TikTok about it. <gasps> um, Maybe we're thinking the same one, because I the same one Where they were saying, like, you know, the drag race fandom is, they're, they're always, like, talking shit about queens of color, trans queens, queens in transition, like, basically, any queen that's not white the fandom is is always being exclusionary and rude and talking shit and now that a cis straight queen has been cast now they're like oh drag is for everyone drag is for everyone and that was not the case beforehand oh that's not the tiktok i oh, saw <laughs> what's the tiktok you saw by the way the queen's name is maddie morphosis and no beef to her this is not her fault yeah. Well, okay. The TikTok I saw was like saying how regardless if this person is like straight, cis, they, this behavior is still like not heteronormative. And so like this person, it's not like freaking, oh, I don't know who to- I know what you're talking to, about. But you know I, what I mean? They're saying like, I don't remember exactly what they said, but they were like, this is not heteronormative behavior. So it's kind of difficult to like say that this person has it so easy and they're just like coming in here like doing this because they want to and I don't know I don't know how to explain honestly I feel like it's not my place to 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 go super into this but yeah I mean I'll say like bottom line I'm not like mad about it like I kind of agree like yeah this is not heteronormative behavior I'm sure this person has taken tons of shit from other people on doing this so I don't know but as far as like oh Sorry, I'm like itching to respond because I think I know what TikTok you're talking about. And if it's one I'm thinking, I actually do not agree because they use the word queer in that TikTok. And yeah, that's I'm kind of leaving that out because I don't agree with that. Like, no, like uh, there's no way, shape, or form that a heterosexual cisgendered man is queer. I don't care what the behavior is, I don't care how they dress. Yeah, that no, I I don't know, I I don't agree with that either. But I don't agree. I mean, at this point, I'm just like, can we just watch TV? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, here's the thing. It's like, there are so many other issues with like RuPaul and with Drag Race as a whole that impact like way more marginalized groups of people. This is not, this is out of, this is out of any of our control. Like just watch the TV show and deal with it. Like there's so many people that say other things about like the people that are trans and that are like black trans women that are on this show it's like why aren't we having coming at that with like the same energy i don't know it's just i don't know mm-hmm. i will give my opinion real quick i do i think i would agree that drag is for everyone the problem is is that this is one of the few and definitely the biggest platform for lgbt plus folk on television in american media really you could even say worldwide media because there's tons of spinoffs now right. and the fact that a slot went to a cis hetero queen when like that I just feel like there's so many other boxes left unchecked you know Rue still won't even 
it, it took her years to even consider casting trans queens, but it's like, what about drag kings? There's so many mm-hmm. talented drag kings that seems like Rue was just not interested in. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I, I'm not saying that this performer's like they're not invalid, and that's why I said like, do right. not. I definitely I am appalled at the the hate being thrown at Maddie Morphosis because it's not her fault. Like she right. wanted to be on the show when she was cast, but I just think Rue and the producers, it just wasn't very well thought through as are a lot of decisions related to this show um (laughs) it doesn't mean I'm not gonna enjoy them I might end up loving them like I have no beef with Maddie but it's just an interesting thing to discuss yeah no it is interesting it is it's very because I think that it's so like multi-faceted like there's really no it's right or it's wrong you know there's like Mm -hmm. so many reasons why it's okay and so many reasons why it's not okay it's just like it is interesting to talk about yeah. And at the end of the day, it achieved what they wanted. We've been talking about this longer than any other news story right. on the outline. Oh. Oh. So they were like, let's get those freaks <laughs> in Wisconsin and in Maryland. And they're going to talk about us on their podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they just wanted, you know, they wanted attention put on the show. Specifically. Yeah. Uh, specific, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Um, the next story, Tom Holland has confirmed oh. that he will be playing Fred Astaire in an upcoming biopic. <laughs> now, I actually had forgotten that he has a dance background because at first I wow, was like, Wow, are you kidding? Tom with them Holland. Hips? With them hips. Well, it's funny because you sent me that TikTok earlier of him dancing and I was like, wait, this actually pertains to something. I wait, talk did about. you also not see him doing the lip sync battle? Like, did no, you no, think no. he I just s- pulled that dance no, out of his ass? I've seen that. And of course he was like, uh, um, he was incredible. <laughs> yeah. And what was, uh, what's that? Uh, uh, he was in a musical. He played a kid and let me Google this. You usually Google stuff. It's my turn. Okay. Um, Are you saying I'm dumb? no i'm not saying that at all what's that guy billy elliot he played billy elliot oh i actually didn't know that wow yeah so he has dance background i kind of forgot about that but still like fred astaire is a a legendary performer on screen and on stage a phenomenal dancer so tom like these are big shoes to step into i'm really dancing shoes specifically I, I, I am so excited for this. I cannot tell you. I well, love Tom Holland. So much. <laughs> okay. But you know, what's going to be integral to the success of this film critically, whatever, who is going to be Ginger Rogers, mm. Ginger Rogers, Fred Astaire's famous dance partner. They were in multiple films together. It, whoever they cast as Ginger Rogers, that's going to sell me on this. So I, I, I need to see who it is. Well, we'll see. they also need to be a great dancer because there's no way you could do a movie like this and like like black yeah. swan like black swan where natalie didn't actually do all the dancing they cheated it yeah. i don't think you could do that in this instance i don't know so we'll see we but will see but i will watch yay it for tom probably. holland yeah we have a lot of tom holland in this episode oh we do that's true uh, like hella oh uh, okay um <laughs> My next story, you you know that story of the of the white grandma and the young black yes, man. So, I love this. Yeah. Okay. So for those who don't know, this this grandmother accidentally texted uh, this young black man six years ago, thinking it was her <laughs> grandson, 
<laughs> inviting him to Thanksgiving. And he sent a selfie and he's like, I don't think I'm the person you think I am, but I'd love to get a plate. And it started this lovely tradition where he goes over to her house every Thanksgiving for the last six years to partake. And they're getting a Netflix movie. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Netflix was like, oh, we got to snatch that up real yeah. quick. A writer is developing a script. There's no director. I'm interested, like, I guess not because it's a real thing, but I wonder if they're getting paid for this at all. Like the real people. I feel like they should because they inspired this. I guess, but. We'll see. But that's coming. It's probably a little bit of ways out since it's not even been written yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming out next weekend. (laughs) I just wonder like what the conflict is going to be because it seems every film needs a conflict and this seems like such a wholesome story. white woman's friends are going to be like, you're letting these hoodlums into your (laughs) house. (laughs) Oh my God. It's going to be like the blind side where the only conflict really is just like the white neighbors are like, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's hope it's not a white savior movie like the blind side is. Um, you know what's definitely not a white savior movie? Spider-Man. Spider-Man into the I Spider-Verse. Mean... Uh, oh, into which... the Spider-Verse. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So into the Spider-Verse is hold on, I'm Googling something again. Oh my god, can you guys believe him Googling? What is this? <laughs> I thought he was like king of information. Okay. I got it figured out. Okay, so anyway, Into the Spider-Verse is this incredible Oscar-winning animated film that came out in 2018. It's my favorite superhero film of all time. Same. It's tremendous. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. So anyway, It is hands down the best Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah. It's phenomenal. And By miles and miles. Oh! But, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Why did I didn't even do that at first. <laughs> it's starring miles morales that's why mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah. anyway so the sequel is finally coming out next year and we got uh our first trailer um and what's exciting about it this made me scream when you texted this to me they revealed that it's spider-man across the spider-verse part one, one. Part oh my one. god we're getting two oh of these god. and i'm assuming we're getting two of them they, they got to be somewhat close together. We're not going to be waiting another four years. I oh, hope. my God. I will not. I refuse. Yeah. So anyway, we got our first trailer. Uh, it basically it's kind of like just a scene and then another scene of Miles tumbling through Spider-Man 2099's universe. Uh, Miguel O'Hara is Spider-Man 2099 and Oscar Isaac will return. I was going to say, him. yes, we he were voiced, speculating. Yeah. He voiced him in the end credit scene of Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, so that's coming in October of next year. Still a long time to wait, but I will be there. So excited. It's like the same team, same directors and writers. I can't wait. Woo! And that is the entertainment news. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got claps. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. Oh my God. Ah, ah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about a pop the culture. You so <laughs> apparently, <laughs> uh, according to my ancestry DNA, I'm like one percent of some oh. island off of Italy. So that's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, we won't talk about how much colonizer I got in my blood. But <laughs> anyway, Travis Scott denies legal liability in the Astro World tragedy and is requesting that they dismiss <sighs> lawsuits against him. 
Boo-hoo, Travis Scott. Fuck off. Request denied. That's yeah, not going to be happening. Literally, request denied. Also, his uh, like offer to pay for all the funerals was denied, apparently, too. <laughs> well, he's so arrogant. Like, I mean, the covering of funerals is one thing, but the fact that he didn't even, him and his lawyers didn't approach to settle. He just was like, oh, right. I deny liability. Please dismiss. It's like, right. fuck off. Oh. My God, I hate it. I hate it. I will. Travis Scott, if I ever see you, catch these hands. Bankrupt him. Catch these motherfucking hands. Uh, You hear that, Travis Scott? He's going to whip your ass. Uh, Oh, she's still going. (laughs) Not catch these hands. Okay, you want to know who else can catch these hands? (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer Lawrence. This is actually kind of old because she appeared on um, what's 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 his name Stephen Col- Colbert, yeah, on his show uh, some while ago. But this has just been bothering me that she keeps saying like, "Oh, I vanished from the spotlight because I thought people were getting sick of me and blah blah blah." And I put on here, "Bitch, shut up!" Like <laughs> I'm getting sick of you now because you won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> Nobody ca- like she's annoying. Nobody was getting sick of her. She was like doing some weird shit in Hawaii. I feel like that was yeah. like the last straw for a lot of people where she like, di- like she, she did something disrespectful at like an indigenous. She like rubbed um, her butt on a shrine or something. And yeah, she and people were like not it. happy about that. And then her apology was like, I'm sorry, you're offended. And then like, also what? remember the whole Golden Globe reporter incident at the gold i forget which year it was but she won a golden globe which flop you know why do they matter <laughs> but anyway um she won a golden globe drunk award sh- it's a drunkest award sorry because it's the drunkest award show that's why it matters because yeah. it's fun anyway the incident <laughs> i don't have anything in front of me but i'll try and recall it you know how like after they win an award they go to a different stage where press asks questions um so there was a a foreign reporter who apparently was having, he was looking at his phone as he was asking the question and he said something wrong and she corrected him. She's like, maybe if you weren't looking at your phone, you would have known Ah. that. And then he slipped again and said the Oscars and she interrupted him and said, "Uh, these are the golden globes. And it turns out he had his phone because English was like his second language and he needed to see it written down as he was saying it. And this rude bitch was like, um, if you weren't looking at your phone. Yeah, she's annoying. The thing with her is, is that she's done some really amazing work, like her performance in Mother. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm just saying. The way you pivoted. The thing with her though, (laughs) she's done some incredible work. Amazing. Absolutely unforgettable. Oh my goodness. She's one of those people (laughs) where it's like when she actually cares, she's really talented. So So are you eager to see this Netflix movie? Or are you like, I don't give a fuck? I actually I am too. I'm like very interested. Yeah. I'm I'm interested interested. because I love Adam McKay's last couple of films. Like I love the big short. Vice was very good. Like I like his style. And of course the cast, they stumbled. It's like, you can't even, you can't ignore that cast. Right. Uh, right. And I just love the premise. Like it, it <laughs> seems like it has the potential to be a really meaty satire about mm-hmm. climate change, really. So 100% I will be watching that. Yeah. Same. I'm really excited. Um, but just not excited for you, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you don't know, we bully celebrities here. Okay. This is a safe space to bully celebrities. <laughs> Yes. It's a safe space for everyone, but the 1%. Except for the next two. We oh, won't believe them. We will never, y'all. 
Let me, <laughs> let me tell y'all something, okay? Now, I'm sure everybody that follows me on Instagram is getting sick of me talking about Zendaya and Tom Holland, but I don't care, okay? I'm not. I love, I love them because <laughs> you want to know why? You want to know why? I mean, why? look, Zendaya is a mixed Black woman and she's dating a superhero and that's cool. Black women can date mm-hmm. superheroes, okay? Mm-hmm. I love that. And I also just fucking <laughs> love Zendaya. Like, come on. She's beautiful. Oh she's stunning. God. She's talented. I, I'm going to talk about Euphoria again real quick. She's Perfect. just... She's just incredible on that show. She's so talented. Mm. So much talent. So um, they, uh, Zendaya and Tom Holland, as y'all know, they are together. They're in love. Um, <laughs> their words, not mine. Um, <laughs> and they've been doing press for No Way Home together, which is so exciting. But I just want to like go through a little checklist of things that we've gotten, oh. that we've received mm-hmm. from them. Okay. <laughs> they made their first debut, a red carpet debut as a couple. Perfect, beautiful, gorgeous love them together. I'm actually going to jump down to my last point. So Zendaya's stylist has now been styling Tom Holland. Oh my gosh. The man that was like buried in the boy is finally out. (laughs) Mm. Chef's kiss. So I think all Tom really needed was like black people on his side for real. (laughs) (laughs) The curls are out. He's (laughs) We okay. know who Ely's celebrity crush is <laughs> besides Chris Evans. Zendaya. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then they also talked about like how they've been a support system for each other. I put, I, for, I'm like dealing with the difficulties of fame. I put difficulties in quotation marks because although I'm sure it is so difficult, it's like, uh, really? Um, but <laughs> they... They've called each other like a shoulder to cry on for each other. So that's super cute. Hashtag adorbs. Um, they also talked about their height difference on the Graham Norton show, how like doing stunts when mm-hmm. like they land, Zendaya lands first because she's taller, blah, blah, blah. Super cute. Love them. They <laughs> <laughs> also talked about how she's always worried that Tom's going to throw up in the Spider-Man suit. <laughs> oh yeah. I saw that clip. Love that. Um <laughs> And yeah, I'm happy for them. I can't wait to see this movie. Oh my gosh. We are nine days away. Oh my God. In nine days, you and I will probably be walking out of the movie. Like it'll be over in nine days. I'm going to poop my pants. (laughs) (laughs) I'm obsessed. Okay, last thing. Um, I didn't actually i didn't finish doing my research to see who was all in this video so i'll just name who i could remember but if you haven't seen it lil nas exit a really funny um tiktok with Is a this... bunch of people it's like avril lavigne normani jack harlow olivia Chloe bailey olivia rodrigo and the the sound is that long island TikTok, <laughs> which is nick and i have been have you seen the original Mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. nick and i've been particularly obsessed with that moment of the guy in the car where he's just like fuck your life bing bong <laughs> <laughs> y'all just say that to each other now oh yeah seriously we go bing bong all the time <laughs> <laughs> i love that and i also hate that <laughs> so that happened if you haven't watched it go watch it because um i mean normani's in it so <laughs> Watch it for Normani alone and Jack Harlow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't like Jack Harlow? He's fine. I don't have an opinion. Did you? The black women of the world. Did y'all hear that? Mm. Mm. 
Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to our media moments. Yeah. Are you going to turn the volume down this time? I don't, I can't figure out how. So y'all are just going to have to deal Sorry, with a slightly Nick. louder volume. Yeah. <laughs> Poll for our listeners. Is Nick the only one that thinks the media moment segue gets loud? Because I don't really hear it. It probably does. I mean, maybe a little bit, but is it worth <laughs> trying to rack my brain to fix it? <laughs> <laughs> Nick, did you hear that? Did you hear your man? Get your man. Love you. Anyway, let's do this. It's time for the media moment. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm going first this week. Are you I, sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I actually checked earlier today. I was like, who's going first today? It's me. (laughs) So uh, my media moment was going to be Euphoria until I watched a film last night called All Light Everywhere. It is, I'm tempted to call it like a nonfiction film instead of a documentary because I feel like documentary is kind of a constricting genre for this. Okay. Uh, But it's on Hulu. It came out this year, and it's actually from a Baltimore filmmaker called Theo Anthony, and this is only his second project. And basically, well, not basically, this it's kind of hard to boil this film down to basics, but it's mainly about examining the bias in which we see things through the lens of a camera, and also kind of just like the lens of our eye. Okay. And the main anchor of it is police body cameras so Um, a a lot of there's lots of different threads that we revisit throughout the film um there's a class uh being taught at the baltimore pd actually about body cams and how to use them so there's officers they're sitting in this class uh, and there's an instructor talking about them so we cut back to that Uh, We cut to the Axon headquarters and a tour of that. And Axon is a company that produces these body cameras. And they're the lead producers of body cameras and tasers in the United Mm. States. Uh, There's an actress that's hired to do a voiceover about various histories of cameras and astrological techniques. We cut to uh, a company doing this media study on how people's brainwaves react to images they're seeing. We cut to this guy in Baltimore who wants to ignite this aerial project called God's Eye, where you can see the whole city at once and track people and vehicles. So we're cutting to multiple different things throughout the film interlaced with like music and narration. And it's basically all this one giant thesis that I can't even really begin to put into words, but I can say that this film like blew my mind watching it I've never seen something so profound in what it's trying to say about how we see like how we see things literally like it's not like how we interpret things like what we're seeing and what that limits I I can't really say anything else except I think anyone who's interested in like I don't know media or like social justice philosophy like i think they should watch this because it really reframes what we think about the act of viewing and i know i'm being really esoteric but i just think 
this film doesn't work unless you sit down and watch the whole thing. Like it doesn't work someone telling you about it. So yeah, I've been like processing that basically all of today. I've been thinking about it a lot and it's on Hulu. So if you mm. are at all interested, um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know what else to say about it, but I thought it was phenomenal. Wow. Amazing. Yep. Well, what's your media moment? Okay. <laughs> so my media <laughs> moment is the book Shadow and Bone. I just finished it on Friday night. And that's or was it Saturday night? I think it was Saturday night. No, Friday night. I don't know. I finished <laughs> it over the weekend. <laughs> and I was laughing at myself because I was like, wow, I'm so fucking cool. I'm literally reading a book on Friday, Saturday, whatever night it was. Honestly, good for you. Uh, Very good for me. Cause you know what? That book (laughs) got so fucking good. And I'll tell you, it started off pretty slow. Like I was reading and I was just like, okay, where is this going? And then I got to like, it was like chapter 12. As soon as I finished chapter 12, I was like in tears and I was just like, oh my God, like, oh my God. So then the next day I was like, I want to keep reading this. Like what, what's happening next? And then I just like could not stop. Like after chapter 12, like it was just like, like roll, like you're a snowball getting bigger and bigger, rolling down this giant hill. A snowball, you say? Mm-hmm. It was very good. And it is a TV show on Netflix, but I don't think I'm going to watch the TV show until I finish reading all the books because oh. I, from what I've like looked at, it looks like they've changed a lot and I don't like that. So <laughs> I want to get like the full scope of the story first before I dive into the TV show. And I'm mad because I've been like, so I have this weird thing where like, I am a very big, like character-based reader. So mm-hmm. I like to like, I like my relationship with the characters more. And so not spending time with these characters. I'm like, I miss them. I want to know more. Like, what are they up to? And I haven't, I never, I didn't like order the rest of the books before I finish this one. So now I have to wait for my books to come in to keep reading. So I'm in like a lull. How many books are there? There's three in like this first series with the main character. And then there's like, I think there's two other ones in the same like universe, but following a different character. And then I think there's like two more following another character. Oh, I think. Interesting. I don't know. I'm not hundred percent sure. (laughs) Okay. Well, I did hear that the Netflix show was renewed. So it looks like they're probably. Yeah. I think the second season is coming out in 2022. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Do you want to talk about our Spotify wraps? Yes. Um, let's just, okay. So first of all, I don't know why we thought this. I don't know if they've done this in previous years, but I thought we were going to get our top albums, but they did not do that no. this year. Yeah. And now that I think about it, I'm like, they've never done that. <laughs> they haven't? <laughs> I saved my delusional? Spotify wraps from every single year. And yeah, they've never done that. <laughs> okay. Well then let's just, let's just say our five top artists and like, our top song and our minutes okay. listened. Okay. So what were your minutes listened? Are you going to make fun of me? <laughs> Just kidding. No. My minutes listened were 32,238, which is low as fuck for me. And I knew it was going to be low. I started feeling really ashamed <laughs> come like September. I was like, Ugh. um, I don't know. Music, the music industry just wasn't really that popping for me this year. Until now, okay. now I'm like nonstop all the time listening because I have Silk Sonic and I have the new Suzo song. So that's yeah, it's okay. I had forty two thousand seven hundred seventy one minutes. Y'all hear him? What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Anyway, who was your top artist? Kaylani. Kayla, I looked. Kaylani's been my top artist for the last three years. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Yeah, why did you ever think it would be like Ariana? I look I back know. at our predictions from I last week. I saw that week. and I was like, of course it's Kaylani. <laughs> of course. I was like, why did I doubt myself? Why did I doubt my, I don't know. What what top percentage, you know how it says you were in the top blank blank percent? What was it? I was in the top 0. 0.1. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, my top artist was not Charlie XCX. It was Jesse Ware. But you I was kind of right. That was one of your options. Yeah. I, did, I, I did say that was going to be, her album was going to be on a top album, which of oh. course they didn't do albums. But so I was like kind of right. But I was... It was in the top 0.05% of Jesse Ware's listeners. Okay, King. <laughs> I love that album. What's your wow. pleasure? It's, it's immaculate. Um, and uh, so who were your other top artists? Two through five. So two was Ariana Grande. Three okay. was Doja Cat. Four was Lil Nas X. And five was Mike oh. Stallion. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made a really good joke. All black when- people. Yeah, that was my joke. I'm really proud of that one. I made that joke when we were talking about Spotify wrapped in person. Yeah, I'm funny. Um, Well, I got a thing for brunettes because my top artists were Jesse Ware. Number two was Charlie XCX. So we got a little close. Number three is Casey Musgraves. Number four is Remy Wolf. And number five is Olivia Rodrigo. Literally all brunette women. (laughs) Wow. And what was your top song? okay do you do you remember my top song or no oh i'm uh (laughs) no it's not coming to me you want to guess um was it a kehlani song no (laughs) was it a ariana song was it a doja song no (laughs) (laughs) what was it it was Montero and I played it oh. 111 times. <laughs> oh, wow. She said, I'm putting the G and LGBT. I said, gay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I was actually, that I was surprised by. I mean, I wasn't, but I was like, huh. Okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, my top um, song yeah, was so Spotlight yours. by Jesse Ware. Mm. Um, I listened to it 132 times. <laughs> Uh, I love that. I love that and, it tells you now. It's like, okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and that song is from 2020. That album originally came out in 2020, but I didn't really get into that album until I think like the very beginning of 2021. And then for the whole rest of the year, I was like, mm, I'm into this. So you were was, like, what? I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. And now, prepare for my joke that I've been holding for this very moment. Oh God. I guess you could say I was in my Jesse Wera. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Did you say that to Nick already? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. What was his? Oh, I was going to say, what was his reaction? <laughs> I say a lot of stupid shit to Nick all the time. So <laughs> I feel like he would have reacted to that. <laughs> and that's why I love him so much. Cause he, he loves me for me, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe he loves you for me, Nick. Um, are we best? <laughs> uh, oh, and real quick, we we had a little mini Spotify wrapped for our podcast. So oh, soup's cute. Read it off. Just, read it off. Just some highlights. So thirty-one of you listened to us more than any other podcast, which means thirty-one of our listeners. We were their number one podcast, and that does not include us because our podcast was number three for me 
And wow. you wasn't even on there. Probably, you don't listen <laughs> no, to it. No, I don't listen to it. So that's cool. Um, let's see what else we got here. Forty-six percent of you listen mainly between the hours of eleven a.m. and five p.m. Interesting. We're not a nighttime podcast. Okay, noted. Uh, but the coolest thing is that, and this is only measuring the first twenty-five episodes. Of course, this is our thirty-first episode. But Spotify wrapped the eligibility period ended at a certain time. But for our first twenty-five episodes, we produced eighteen hundred twenty minutes of content. So Woo-hoo! we've definitely cleared two thousand minutes at this point, and I just think uh-huh. that's really cool. We've done a lot of shit. Two thousand so. minutes of us talking to each other—that's crazy yeah so thank you you sick of me yet listeners no no i'm having a grand old time yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah <laughs> so i guess that is a wrap on um, this episode <laughs> okay we're gonna workshop that <laughs> <laughs> oh and just a heads up to our listeners so we're gonna be recording next week so you'll get an episode oh, yeah. on december 16th but mm-hmm. we're not recording the week like the week of christmas i guess so you will yeah, not be getting an episode on for the holidays yeah you won't be getting an episode on december 23rd but we'll be back the week after that oh we will be we will not be talking about our year-end favorites that will be the week after right no yeah yeah another thought we had so stay tuned for that so if this is our 31st and we have another one coming out next week and then there's a gap so our 34th episode episode 34 that is uh That'll be episode, God, this math, um, episode 17 of season two. Wow. Uh, we will be having a whole episode on our favorite media of 2021. So stay tuned for that. Zaddy's got to watch a few films before we do that. So that'll be fun. That will be fun. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we have coming down the pipe. Is it the pipe or the pike? Pipe coming down the pipe pike is a fish should i google that it better be pipe coming down it's pike what does that even mean oh wait if you say something that's coming down the pike that means it's going to happen some no shit but like where did that come from yeah i thought a pike was a fish oh pike is short for turnpike and the phrase refers to like coming down the road that okay that makes sense Mm, i still don't like it anyway (laughs) uh should we say goodbye yeah let's okay have a good night have a good night talk to you soon (laughs) oh (laughs) that was cute